Astrodial Illusions. We are continuing our Pride coverage, and we are going to cover a subject that we spent a lot of the beginning of the year uh, covering back when people were allowed to go and interact with each other. There were these things called film festivals, <laughs> and I had the pleasure of going to Sundance, and one of the films that premiered there, and the one that of all the premieres I went to got, I think, a longer standing ovation than all of the other ones combined. So you know that it's certainly worth checking out. And it comes out this week, actually. I'm here with Sam Fader, the director of Disclosure. Sam, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself in the film? Hi, Ian. Thank you so much for having me here and for that lovely introduction. Um, Sundance was certainly a highlight. Uh, my life <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm from New York, and I moved to LA about four years ago uh, to make Disclosure. And Disclosure, you know, was really came out of these two films that really changed my life early on: the Celluloid Closet and Ethnic Notions. Uh, Celluloid Closet was about the history of gay and lesbian people in Hollywood, and Ethnic Notions was about the history of Black people in film in Hollywood. And I always wanted to see that history for trans people. Uh, with critique and nuance um, that they provided in those films. And then, you know, as trans visibility was increasing in mainstream society in around 2014, uh, and I heard, you know, chatter all around talking about trans people more than ever before and seeing more in, in mainstream media, I really wanted to give trans and non-trans people more context to, to understand these changes in our culture, in the history, and, and how we got to this point of visibility. But it was really important to me to not lose sight of the fact and to foreground the fact that visibility in itself is not the goal. It's a means to an end. Uh, so I really felt there was more to the story than what the public was seeing, and I wanted I wanted to tell that story. And a big part of that story has been the paradox of visibility, as we see, you know, when while we watch the increase of social and legislative violence over the past five years. So one thing that I really love about Disclosure is that, you know, I, I'm sure you've encountered this. I know I have the the idea that that trans visibility or trans representation is some kind of a, a new phenomenon. But what I love about Disclosure is it is a unbelievably extensive history that, that brings us really back, back to the uh, silent film era. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, not only have, you know, people been making films about trans people, have there been trans filmmakers, have there been trans actors and actresses for so long, but Hollywood has always been a site of fascination for trans stories. And when I say trans, I really mean this idea of transgressing gender expectations. Um, and, you know, you look back to early, early screen tests that were happening in the Edison studios and you see comedians often, you know, cross-dressing, right? And, but what I found so interesting was that these were the stories that, that were so, these stories are so embedded into the history of film. Um, that there was always something people wanted to explore and talk about. And in 1914, there is a film called The Florida Enchantment where uh, this couple take a pill uh, for a sex change. Like, so this was, it's, it was, you know, there's something really validating to know that the roots <laughs> of the transphobia you experience and that you witness in the world are so deep, you know, and that you're not, you're not just, it's not new 
that these have been part of the social ideologies for for a very long time. I think that's a, a really eloquent way of, of uh, des- describing that. And another question that I get, I even got asked about it uh, a couple weeks ago, I was doing an interview, was the, the idea, um, particularly as it relates to uh, Scarlett Johansson and the controversy around Rub and Tug, which is the, the idea of why can't cisgender people play trans roles? Why is there a controversy? Isn't acting, acting is acting. And I, I, I love that, Disclosure is is coming out. It's going to be available on Netflix because whenever I get asked that question again in the future, I'm just going to point to the film. I'm not really going to explain why. I I think that uh, all of the uh, I think the film, the narrative, all the interviews you do uh, really it, it, it thoroughly explain why film matters in that regard. Mm. Thank you. I'm 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 glad that that it resonates with you. You know. For you know, for most of my career, I've been really like in the in the indie documentary world, and really turned away from Hollywood um, because I found the images that came out of Hollywood and film and television so disturbing. Um, and I often questioned, you know, working with this material with this film, but I just kept going back to the point, just kept going back to the reality of how deeply. Um, our society has been affected by these images and, and I would never be one to say it's a one-to-one relationship, but it's certainly part of the way the images that come out of film and TV have certainly influenced the way trans people feel about themselves and how the world uh, feels about us. So I know that, so for, for as much history as we have uh, with trans representation, with people transgressing gender, as you described uh, much Maybe maybe the overwhelming uh, amount of, of trans representation on screen has been negative or um, cringeworthy nowadays. And yet, for a lot of us, as the documentary talks about a lot, uh, these were our uh, first encounters with people who were were uh, of seeing people who were like us. You know, gender dysphoria is such kind of a lonely, uh, horrible thing to be in the closet. You feel like you're alone, and then you see on screen that that there are people like you. And I, I think a lot about the, the notion of the, the problematic fave. And I, I think that you did a great job capturing the fact that, yeah, a lot of this stuff is, is messy and um, not, not necessarily a lot of the, the portrayals we'd want to see now, but we all kind of have complicated relationships with a lot of this stuff. Yes. Um, you know, there's this moment in Celluloid Closet that really struck me when I first saw it. And it talks just about that. Like, is it, is representation at any cost worthy, right? Do is it better to see yourself, even if it's terribly negative or not see yourself at all? And I don't know the answer to that question. I think we all struggle with it. Um, and I think what you see in disclosure is people have varying opinions on that and, and I love that. I love that complication around the relationship. Right. I mean, I, I the 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 cringiest. I, I have the image of of Ace Ventura in my head, which just I mean is really rock bottom of uh, a, a cisgender approach to to trans people. And I, I think that sequence did did us a lot of damage. And yet at the same time, I mean, Jim Carrey's a great actor, and for a lot of the movie, he's 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 it's it's hard to want, even want a compliment. Any, any aspect of that? And yet that's kind of sort of a microcosm of, of the, the broader struggle. 
And I like that how how disclosure it's not even just just scenes like that, but just the idea of uh, there was a time in TV where if you were a, a, a trans actor, trans actors trying to get a job, you had uh, not not a lot of not a lot of uh, options. In fact, one of the big ones was really like the role of, of dead body in, in something, which is just I mean, it's it, and it, it's important to put out there that we explain that 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 for so long that that was trans representation you know i i never blame the actors i really don't actors need work and there's so much that happens before they're cast in a role um jim carrey's different because he works really uh intensely behind the scenes obviously as we know in all of his in all of his films and what was so interesting with Ace Ventura, as I just read an interview that Jim Carrey did last August, August 2019, and he, he talked about how he, he would certainly, you know, make that movie differently now if he was making it now. But then he did talk about how he felt it was really misunderstood and how the characters mocking, in his words, he says, the characters mocking homophobia, he, he washes his mouth out because he kissed a guy. And I was like, wow, he doesn't even realize that that was the character was a trans woman like he he doesn't he doesn't even understand the implications of the story he told and that that was just that spoke volumes to me yeah that is uh shocking and he's a i mean he's a very very progressive guy that's uh saddening saddening to hear there was a story a fun um i grew up uh i've, I've been covering tv for a, a very long time and i i remembered i don't i don't spoil it because it's actually one of my uh favorite sort of uh anecdotes from the movie but there was a, a moment where you're talking about the the uh with candace kane in, in dirty sexy mm. money and i wanted to ask you about the the notion of a visible transness which is something that I'm sure we hear all the time, but maybe for general listeners, that, that's an idea that uh, is, is somewhat hard to understand. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, about the notion, can you restate the question? Oh, about, about visible transness and, and areas where f- part of the, the barrier for, for trans people is you have to look trans enough. Mm. If, you don't, if, 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 you know, if you pass too much, then that's kind of why they want to sort of fall back on the, the tropes of, of cisgender men playing trans women and that kind of stuff. I mean, I think that really speaks to the title of the film, Disclosure, and that there is just this expectation that trans people have something to disclose, that they're keeping a secret, and that the onus is on the trans person to let everyone they meet know this thing about themselves that is one part of who they are and it's this assumption that we're not who we say we are like just you know we show up and we have to explain more um and i think that you know the issue you're talking about is deeply rooted in this expectation that trans people are a certain thing in the public imagination and if we uh stray from that um we owe an explanation and I think it's incredibly damaging and violent. Yeah, I I mean I encounter this all the time as a as a binary trans woman. I've mm-hmm. gone through almost all the ropes, but I didn't change my name. And for a lot of people, that really uh, has a lot of explaining to do. They but uh, I love that. I love that you didn't change your name. Thank you. That you know they get really. They're like, oh, you know, you're not really trans. I'm like, well, do you want to, do you want to see my vagina? Like I've been through all the surgery. God, like what do you, what do you want, people? <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, that's. I wanted to ask another question. So you you worked on this documentary for for years and years, sort of a- alongside the uh, the the recent explosion of really positive trans portrayals. I'm thinking of like Pose or uh, Nicole Maines on Supergirl. You know, really, really uh, the the portrayals that that reflect the amount of uh, sort of care that goes into um, the, the, these kind of adaptations when you actually include trans people. Were there a lot of challenges in the fact that you're, you're crafting a documentary about some, uh, an area that is rapidly changing at the same time? Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when I first embarked on this project, I got in touch with Jeffrey Friedman, who was one of the directors of Cellular Closet and had him, you know, we just talked about how he made it and he was just giving me advice. But one thing he said was, I think, you know, you're really up to a challenge by, by telling a history that's unfolding in real time. And, you know, that he, you know, so like closet was about the past and he actually thought I should wait longer. That was his advice, but I felt it was incredibly important to intersect this moment um, in hopes to have a positive influence on the conversation. You know, that being said, you know, things that we've, that are in the film are already history, right? So there's a line where Rain says, you know, there is no Asian trans representation, that she's the only one. And, you know, now we've seen many, many more trans Asian actors in Hollywood. So there, that was challenging in the sense of what is our responsibility in creating historical document. But I think it's really exciting that things have changed and that there are so many more stories to tell and there's so many more films like this to make. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where people pick up from here and, and tell this story in different ways. So I'm glad you mentioned responsibility. I have a, I have a sort of a, a deeper question that, uh, I, I think a lot of, about as a critic, people, you know, when, when you when you review a, a controversial film or you're dealing with something that's inherently controversial, the, the idea of responsibility comes comes into play and you wonder how much responsibility does a film have to uh, portray things accurately? How much responsibility does a film have toward, to the people it's portraying? I'm, I'm thinking a lot about Boys Don't Cry uh, in, in relation to this question, a, a film that I learned through Disclosure had a lot of inaccuracies, not only in, in the way that it portrays trans men, but also in just the, the historical details of that case. And having spent time going through a uh, hundred years of, of transgender lore in, in the film, be interested to, to get your thoughts on on re- responsibility for these these filmmakers or the studios that are often uh, run by cis men creating narratives that are, are are for a general audience and yet yet there is a responsibility in there and it's it's very messy. Yeah, I mean, I think the bottom you know the big picture with the industry is it's all about the bottom line, right? So how do you talk about responsibility in capitalism? Like that's a really complicated conversation. I do think artists, uh, filmmakers are responsible for their work. And this has been, you know, a a conversation I've been involved in, you know, for my entire career where a lot of artists or filmmakers will say they're only responsible to their own vision. Um, and I just find that really problematic. Um, you, you, yes, you never know how your work will be interpreted. Um, but I do think, 
to have a platform, to have an audience is an incredible privilege. And if you don't take responsibility for the harm it may do, I, I just think you're perpetuating it. And that is not to say that people should not get second chances. People are going to mess up all the time. Uh, but I think it's incredibly powerful to own those mistakes and try to do better. And I, and I think and I mean, that's really what we tried to do with disclosure is love things critically, you know, you know, and give people space to be accountable and, and do better. I, I think that's a great uh, point. And I'm thinking of, um, you know, Ryan, Ryan Murphy is somebody who is uh, revered for the amount of work he's done with LGBTQ representation. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, his earliest show, Nip Tuck, mm. which does have some really problematic trans representation. And then also I'm thinking of the, the L word, which, I mean, Max, we, we did a rewatch of that, actually mostly when I was recovering from bottom surgery and I was that was kind of like my dilation show, but watching poor Max, <laughs> it was a really bad, really bad choice for that, but I just felt <laughs> felt so much for poor Max. And now they really are with, um, you know, they have Jamie Clayton, they have a lot of... Uh, trans representation now and it, it, it is it's a work in progress of of things that were problematic but are also still around and are working and it, it's such a messy situation that um you see a lot of great progress though yeah i mean they they include Bre- uh, brian michael smith and leo chang in yes. the new l word and i'm thrilled about that um yeah but um so uh we know that uh, you're you're short on time doing the the press junket. Disclosure comes uh, out on Friday, and uh, we were so uh, just so thrilled to have you, Sam, to talk about this. I highly recommend everybody check it out. It's a perfect quarantine movie. It'll get you thinking. Mm. It's uh, I, I just I smile thinking about the the positive re- reception it got, that massive standing ovation, and the fond uh, Sundance memories. So thank you so much for some. Thank you so much for coming on, Sam. Thank you, Ian. It was really nice chatting with you. All right, and thank you so much, uh, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time.